Do you have something inspiring to say? Have you always known that your voice can contribute to the world? Is now the time? Yes, now is the time. The world is waiting for you. Welcome to the Inspired Choices Network Open Mic Spotlight Show. Today, we have an inspiring guest who is ready to share their voice with the world. Now, on to the show. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Open Mic Spotlight here on Inspired Choices Network. Today, we have a one of our radio show contestants, Darcy Jean Gundlock, with us. So we are going to get to know her and a little bit about the show that she would like to have here on Inspired Choices Network. And we're just going to have some fun and see where the see where the conversation takes us. So welcome, Darcy Jean. Hi, good to be here. Hi, I'm just going to read off your your bio because, well, I love it. And I'm not even I'm probably not even going to paraphrase any little piece of it. So it starts off, Darcy Jean Gunlock, living in the realm of what else is possible. Darcy Jean has spent her life boldly and often stupidly attempting whatever anyone else raised an eyebrow at. Her goal is to attain the world's largest collection of hats to switch between and to look good doing it. Her resume contains things like valedictorian, CEO of nonprofit, public speaking champion, livestock producer, Riding instructor, horse show judge, herbalist, writer, award-winning poet, internet chat moderator, Mensa member, political activist, and humorist. She's the queen of quips and one-liners, mum to two children, proud new grandma and stay-at-home caregiver to her, to her autistic daughter. Nicknamed fearless leader, she's known to be very vocal and hand handy with the use of her seemingly endless supply of can whoop ass So, Darcy has entered the contest for the radio show with an entry dubbed Above Resilience, a resource for parents and caregivers of special needs individuals to be their lighthouse, the light at the end of the tunnel, throwing a life preserver, and reassuring them that there is good life to be lived, one of abundance and joy, just a few steps past survival and resilience. Wow. You could have had a show about any of these topics in those many hats that you have so far. Uh, why resilience or beyond resilience, actually? Well, um, a bit about myself. I had two children. Um, my first is a son who's 25, and I have a 23-year-old daughter who, for the lack of a better term, is dubbed autistic on the autism spectrum. And she's kind of a high-functioning, um, uh, she wouldn't be considered traditional autistic because she's very communicative. She's a lot like having a three-year-old with 17 or 18 years of experience. So it's the on-the-go all day, every day, and there are the days where you just feel like you cannot answer the same question again. You can't deal with the same thing over and over and over again. And you just have to be resilient to get through the day and to provide support or, like I say, a light at the end of the tunnel for other parents. I dubbed it above resilience because we get so 
drawn into the struggle of what we're doing daily. We don't set our expectations that we can do anything more and above what we're currently coping with. Wow. So what is what is resilience to you? To me, it just means, you know, getting up after you've been knocked down, but it apparently seems to be something much deeper than that for you. How would you define it? Um, for a parent of a special needs child, whether it's a child that's on the autism spectrum or you're dealing with disabilities, um, if you're the caregiver even to someone who is, um, has a terminal illness, there's a wide variety of, of caregivers, but the bottom line for everybody is they deal with the same issue, issues and you're so busy taking care of everyone else that you don't get the opportunity to take care of yourself. And so often you feel guilt, you feel sorrow, you are fighting or resisting the opinions of the experts that you deal with on a daily basis. You're kind of always in defense mode. You feel like you're on the ropes, whether it's teachers or doctors, therapists, um, all the people that you have to deal with. And you never, ever feel that you're that you can relax. You're always waiting for the other shoe to drop. If you have a good day, you go... Yeah, but it's only a good day so far what's going to happen. And so mm. a lot of those parent issues, you know, you feel criticized, you feel judgment, um, you feel the sting of the ignorance of other people who say things and not understand just exactly how that affects you, um, a lack of support, um, whether it's financial or emotional support, or simply feeling disempowered like you aren't in control of your own life. Those are the issues that parents need to have some tools to deal with. So how has it been different between your two children? Like I would think at the beginning stages anyway, that could be any given day with any child. How is it different with with a special needs child? Um, with the, the, the degree of health issues she's had, and mm. just the drama and trauma involved with that. Um, back in 2013, we had an issue where she was just psychotic with health issues or with issues, and we couldn't put a finger on what it was. And after a lot of soul searching, she didn't sleep for five weeks. She was up ranting and screaming for five weeks. I would have to have somebody come in and give me an hour to catch up on my sleep. Other than that, she was on the go constantly. And kind of piecing it together at the end, we realized that the drugs that the doctors were trying to give her to help her calm down were causing her intestinal pain. And that was the source. She was in so much physical pain that she was absolutely, oh. had gone crazy and nobody could put the, the pieces to the puzzle together and determine what it was. And it was mm. kind of by accident that we found a solution to it. And with controlled diet, she's leading a fairly normal life at home now. But um, having gone through those health issues where you go to all the professionals for help and they go, you're the one that knows how to handle her. We don't know what to do. So you're kind of on your own here. Oh, Lord. Wow. So then how do you hang on to yourself in those times? But a very, very thin thread. <laughs> no doubt. Wow. So one of the, the things that was really a benefit is back at the 
the point where we were having the greatest number of problems I started listening to because I was up 24 hours a day started listening mm-hmm. to a lot of um, YouTube and talks um, from a variety of practitioners and I had tra- tripped across Dane and uh, Dane here and Gary Douglas and so that drew me into the access, access and the access tools and I listened to those and found them to be extremely helpful over the course of those two years and eventually went to a uh, bars course and it wasn't a particularly good experience but I kind of stuck with it over the next two years and um, stayed with a, a number of, of different um, access facilitators and uh, Christine is one of them. There's a few others that have provided a lot of mental sanity and stability to my day when you think that you just can't go on. You have to back up, use some of the tools, look at your life and go, okay, we have to regroup here and get organized. And that's been one of my saving graces. Wow. I I get the feeling that I'm going to be saying wow a lot during, during <laughs> this conversation. <laughs> I am thrilled that you're one of our semi-finalists for for this contest because I think that there's probably a ton that you would have to offer people. It seems as if there are more and more children who do require extra attention and for whatever reason, and there are very few resources yet to kind of catch up with that. So, as for being a, a light at the end of the tunnel or even a lighthouse to to guide people, uh, what sorts of things are you planning on bringing to the to the station and to the to your show? Um, obviously the the access tools are a large part of of what I've found to be helpful, and I think those need to be shared with a lot of people, um, mm-hmm. parents in this situation, but specifically um, my greatest asset is my sense of humor because you might as well laugh at the day as cry about it. Like you got to quit taking shit seriously. There, these children come with no instruction manual. You have no idea how to put the parts together. You have parts left over. You don't know how it's supposed to run, how it works, or even if it's going to work. And as you're going through the day, you just have to take a look at what's happened and laugh at what's what is there, if you can't deal with it, then you need to cry. Release it, let it go, and start to move on. And that's the moving on part, making new choices. That's where I've found that the the access tools have been great. And what I'm bringing to the show is providing for the parents who are facing you know challenges um, similar to what I've been through is show that you get so hardened, you get so browbeaten, you get so just beat down in what you're dealing with. You forget what your soft side is. You forget who the dreamer is, who the person is behind the parent, and you have to bring them back to the fore and take care of them as the caregiver. Oh, I love that. So, oh wow, how do you even how do you even do that? I I I can sort of picture now how many times my mother said, well, if I didn't laugh, I'd cry. I'm kind of getting it now a little bit more clear. <laughs> um, 
I love that part about not forgetting your dreamer. Can you speak just a little bit more to that? Because that sounds absolutely divine. Well, one of the things <clears throat> over the last few years uh, dealing with my daughter, you kind of put all the things that you want to do on hold. And you go, um, I'm not pursuing the dreams that I had. And I've been involved with horses all of my life. And I had been certified as a horse show judge um, 24 years ago, 25 years ago. And I thought, I want to get back into judging. And what's, well, that's kind of a long shot. And it's one of those things where if you take the first step, everything snowballs. You know, keep asking what else is possible. So I took a look, and when's going to be the next judging recertification seminar? Well, it turned out it was the next week. And so, long story short, two months later, I'm certified, and then I got back to judging horse shows. My daughter is has a difficulty finding uh, caregivers, anybody that can watch her. She doesn't like to be apart from me. So my mom, bless her heart, she's 75. She trucks off to horse shows with me and watches my daughter while I judge. Wow. So I suppose finding a support network is really important too whether it's for for your daughter or for you i guess Absolutely. you can't really have one without the other so what sort of ways have you found this these these support mechanisms for yourself i think the biggest thing is you have you can't people don't know there's an ignorance out there and you have to help educate people about what you're dealing with and what you're going through so if it's a case of um, my child can't eat this, you have to explain that, no, she's on a special diet because if she's not, it causes her pain. If she's in pain, she doesn't sleep. If she doesn't sleep, I don't sleep, and it's a snowball. And just acknowledging what you're dealing with and how you have to deal with it on a daily basis so people are aware of what you're going on in life helps them to provide you with more um, support simply because they're, the awareness um, gives them the ability to help you. Right. That makes total sense. And in the and in the uh in the chat room Christine says, and I'll add, and if I don't sleep, it's gonna get nasty up in here. <laughs> and you ought to try five weeks of no sleep. I cannot even imagine. I'm I'm not a happy person to be around after like one night's not great sleep. So I think Many people were spared when I didn't have children. <laughs> um, <laughs> on that note, we're going to go for our first break. You're listening to the Open Mic Spotlight with our contest, one of our contest semifinalists, Darcy Jean Gunlock, here on the Inspired Choices Network, and we'll be right back. Do you have something inspiring to say? Would you like a taste of being one of our inspired hosts? Get on the air on the Inspired Choices Network Open Mic Spotlight Show. The Open Mic Spotlight Show is your time to shine and inspire our global audience. Shows air at 9 a.m. on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday each week. Claim your spot today. Simply contact our network owner at info at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. Forget the days of five minutes of fame. Now you can have 55 minutes of fame. Are you a subject matter expert? 
Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You are listening to the Open Mic Spotlight Show here on Inspired Choices Network. To call in and ask questions, call 815-880-8255 in the U.S., 613-800-8736 in Canada, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. Now back to the show. Welcome back to the Open Mic Spotlight here on Inspired Choices Network. I'm your host, Carol Glover, one of the other hosts here on the station. And we're here today with one of our radio show contestants, Darcy Jean Gunlock, talking about her proposed show, Above Resilience, and some of the things that um, make her so resilient and some of the messages that she'd like to share with the world if she should end up with her own show, which would be really cool, I think. <laughs> so welcome back, Darcy. Hey. So continuing on this vein, one of the questions that popped into my head as you were talking about uh, finding your support network and having to educate people, what are some of the worst questions someone can Ask someone in your situation. Um, it's not the, the questions, it's the lack of questions. Going out in public is a nightmare. Um, going to restaurants, having meltdowns in the stores when you're shopping, family functions are they're an ongoing nightmare. Going to in, into any environment that isn't your home environment, or even for that matter, having people in for dinner that aren't uh, familiar that's enough to cause a meltdown. And so the biggest thing is not the questions that people ask, but not understanding what your child deals with on a daily basis and how you have to deal with them coping with life. Right, because they're only seeing like five minutes or or a very short amount of time. They don't see the whole overarching sort of scenario. I've had situations where I've um, had um, a friend's daughter ask me one time and said, do you have to keep her forever or can you send her somewhere? And questions like that are really hard to take because you give birth to a completely healthy baby and then it turns out that they aren't perfect. But you're still a parent and you still raise them and you do the best job that you can. And so when somebody says a question like that, you go, gee, that stings a little bit, but I'll just smile and (laughs) say we prefer to keep her at home. And you can be in restaurants, you know, social situations where we had a a family reunion this summer, and if we have people at our house, um, familiar friends that come in on on a regular basis, 
then my daughter's quite comfortable being around the people that she knows and sees and will interact with them. But when we went to an environment where at where someplace different dealing with people that you don't know, she wanted no interaction. She didn't want to be close to anybody. She didn't want to be talk, to talk to anybody and pretty much hung on the perimeter of the group at all times, which makes it difficult for you to relax and enjoy yourself, you know, visiting and catching up with relatives you haven't seen for a while because mm-hmm. you're always having to keep an eye on her on the outside and and uh, try to, you know, keep a bead on what she's dealing with and where her headspace is. Right. Right. So the one thing that I've discovered in my many years is that in so many unlikely circumstances, we find some of our greatest gifts. What have been some of the lighter moments um, in your experience with your daughter and with people around your daughter? Oh, lighter moments with my daughter. She's actually quite hilarious because she has the same sense of humor that I have, and she is quite vocal. And if you've ever watched the movie Transformers where there's the the one machine who can't talk, so everything that he says comes out as a, as a radio song or, or parts of lyrics to a song, um, she's basically a lot like that. She can recite back every line of dialogue to every movie she's heard, every song she's ever heard. And if you say a word or a phrase, it'll immediately bring to mind, you know, she pulls it out of her data data bank brain, and it'll bring to mind something she's heard somewhere else, and she will say that thing in um, response to you. So there's a lot of times things will pop out of her mouth, and you'll look at her and you'll wonder, where did that come from? How did she even think to answer me with that? And then you realize it's a, it's a line of dialogue. So that it all makes perfect good sense and you laugh about it. But one of my favorite stories here from not too long ago is we were, I bought a new table. And uh, the two of us, I'm a single mom, and the two of us were wrestling this into the kitchen. And she doesn't do anything gently. It's It's forceful. It's just as fast as you can do anything flat out. And there's no finesse to anything. So we get this table through the door and I get it into the kitchen and I'm stuck between the kitchen wall and the table and she's trying to push it in far enough to clear the door to shut the door and it's not working. So she knows she's got to shut the door because this has got to come in the kitchen and the door has to shut. So she keeps shoving it and pushing it and she's got me scrunched in the corner and every time she takes the table and pushes it, she smashes me up against the wall, pins me by the hips and I'm squat, I'm just bellowing back at her, stop, 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 like enough, <laughs> trying to get through that I'm getting crushed over here. And she turns around and she looks at me, she goes, you're not very good at this, are you? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm really not. I should hire movers. <laughs> Another time where you're kind of laughing about her because Another time we were out uh, working with our horses, and I can't rope. I'm the world's worst roper when it comes to handling a lasso. And I needed to catch a small baby colt and um, give it some medicine for, I can't remember which one it was in particular. And I walk out in the crowd with the rope, and my daughter looks at me. She goes, oh, no, you're not going to try to rope that colt, are you? 
meaning that we're going to be here all day because you really <laughs> seriously suck at roping. And I said, yeah, I am. And, well, <clears throat> the roping gods must have been with me because I threw a loop, caught the colt first try, and I looked over at her and I said, well, and she goes, holy crap, i got to sit down. And she plops down, <laughs> sits in the corral in the middle of the mud. And I said, it's a figure of speech. It doesn't mean that you have to actually do it. So she knew what the phrase was. She just wasn't sure about the practical application of it. <laughs> so a lot awesome. of our a lot of our days, you you take a look at the humor in 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 the moment, and I find that social media and Facebook has been my outlet to express a lot of things, and uh, people mm-hmm. will check in and laugh and they go I just love what happens in the course of your day and it's it it can be the the worst day ever but if you write about it in a humorous fashion as the recap of everything that went wrong in the day at least you're acknowledging that there was some good to the day because you can find the humor in it right I, I guess that sounds like a really important thing is it just not taking life too seriously or is it is there something more to it than that? I think if you if you if you really analyze it, parse it down, it's what else is possible because we're in this situation, and is it good or is it bad? What else is possible? And it's really living in that moment to moment decision making, to to laugh or to cry about it, and you know, don't get me wrong, I have the world's worst temper, and you know. Basically, from the the source of frustration that you deal with in life on a on a daily basis, nobody can contain everything that they deal with emotionally. You have to blow at some juncture. You have to let some steam off. You have to address everything that you're feeling. But you also have to learn that uh, there's a lot of things that aren't worth getting angry about. There's a lot of things that get broke that can be replaced. And you just have to take a look at the light side as opposed to dwell on the things that have happened that you can't change a second later. Wow. You kind of just choked me up a little bit there. That's awesome. I didn't mean to do that. (laughs) This is supposed to be fun and light. No, but it it really is because it's such a... um, I guess we just see so many people who would rather complain about things than um, either overlook them or just go with it. I guess that's the whole resilience thing. Well, and part of resilience (sighs) is we are not perfect. There is nobody that's perfect. And you get on social media and you will see the people who have their perfect in their pictures, their selfies, their holidays, everything that they do, it's perfect. Well, life is not perfect. I have four years of university, and I plunge the toilet six times a day. It's You deal with the same shit, literally and figuratively, over and over and over again. And you have to realize that life is never going to be perfect. You have to decide... Am I going to live joyfully in this situation or am I aspiring to find the perfect destination? And we're always chasing that destination and you might get there. But in case you don't, you better be able to leave, live where you are and enjoy that part of the trip. 
Wow. That's fantastic. Absolutely. So let's, why is this so important to you to share this with the rest of the world? Just because I know how stressful it is. I know how inadequate the resources are out there. When my daughter was born, she was uh, one of a thousand children that were considered on the autism spectrum. And now we're up to the point of, I think the latest stats for 2008 or 2010, one in 60 children. So from one in a thousand, now we're up to one in 60 children are going to be on the autism spectrum. So this is going to be a huge burden in the next 5, 10, 15, 20 years on our healthcare system, on our school systems, on the mental health of the parents who are dealing with these children to be able to have some resources to deal with the things that I've basically dealt with as one of the front runners, you know, having gone through this for the last 23 years now. Right. And I suppose having tools now that have helped you process and just be in the moment and stay with things. Um, Absolutely. And like I say, I wish, 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 wish that I had had those tools years before, but this is pre-internet, pre-social media there wasn't as much sharing. It was hard to find information, and the information you had was already 20 years old. So having the, having the opportunity now to network more one-on-one with people who are in similar situations, it's nice to go, yeah, I'm not crazy. Uh, I'm not the only one. Somebody else is dealing with the same thing. I guess this is normal. And it's a it's a burden off your shoulders. Um, a trouble shared is... is half a trouble. And that's right. basically where I'd like to provide some some value and assistance. Fantastic. So we are up for our next break. I'm going to give you a little break. <laughs> and uh, you're listening to the Open Mic Spotlight here with Darcy Jean uh, Gundlock uh, here on Inspired Choices Network. And we will be right back. Do you have something inspiring to say? Would you like a taste of being one of our inspired hosts? Get on the air on the Inspired Choices Network Open Mic Spotlight Show. The Open Mic Spotlight Show is your time to shine and inspire our global audience. Shows air at 9 a.m. on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday each week. Claim your spot today. Simply contact our network owner at info at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. Forget the days of five minutes of fame. Now you can have 55 minutes of fame. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world, knowing your voice matters, and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. 
Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You are listening to the Open Mic Spotlight Show here on Inspired Choices Network. To call in and ask questions, call 815-880-8255 in the U.S., 613-800-8736 in Canada, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. Now back to the show. Welcome back to the Open Mic Spotlight here on Inspired Choices Network. I'm here today with uh, one of our radio show contestants, contest semi-finalist Darcy Jean Gundlock, and we're talking about her proposed show, Above Resilience, and we're going through a few things that sort of assist Darcy in maintaining that resiliency and um, wanting to share her message um, and tools with the rest of the world. Uh, See, one of the things that I run into quite often when someone's having a really hard time or they're going through some particular challenges, I always want to try to lighten things up. And sometimes I fail miserably by saying the wrong thing at the absolute wrong moment that I think might be hilarious and bring levity to a situation, but really don't. <laughs> Have you ever found yourself in that sort of a situation? And or how do you how do you know when to when to bring levity and when to empathize or whatever that is? Um, I have a size nine mouth, and that's because my foot has spent so much time there. <laughs> So it's it's a case of you have to there there are situations where it's you don't know what the the right response is and if you make the wrong response we can't judge ourselves for making a, the wrong response and so we can't we can't judge other people for saying the wrong things to us and we can't judge ourselves for the the way that we react um I think that the biggest thing is when you're trying to help someone, the laughter eases the stress and the tension usually. I've had, I can't even count the number of friends who have been sick and have died with cancer. And it's a long, slow process. It's an ugly thing. And you don't want people around you. You are struggling. And it's a painful process. And if you come and spend time laughing, telling jokes, making light of the situation, you're basically laughing in the face of death. You're laughing in the face of adversity. You're saying that I'm strong. I can see the the humor in this situation. And I can provide some joy and happiness in the day that might not have been there at the outset. Now, whether that is wildly, you know, gladly received, you never know for sure. But there's more times where people will say, "That's exactly what I needed to hear today." Um, that's I was, you know, I I needed to hear a good word. I needed to hear a happy voice. One of our favorite phrases around our house is, 
for every tragic moment, um, every bad day, everything that's you know has possibly gone wrong that's a complete disaster. We go, so, other than that, how did you enjoy the play, Mrs. Lincoln? Because you, it doesn't matter what's <laughs> happened, you need to be able to think that, okay, well, that was an issue, but there must have been something else positive in your day. And it's the laughter is what keeps you going because if you're not going to laugh, you're going to end up crying. And if someone is struggling, they need to hear that there's support there and that there's joyful support for them. Mm, Say more about joyful support. Usually, I find that usually when you think of the, the word support, it becomes very serious and methodical. You just said joyful support and blew my world up. Well, there's a what, another one of our favorite lines. Is, um, like I said, I have lots of one-liners. There's a fine line between a pat in the back and a kick in the butt. And <laughs> when someone is feeling sorry for themselves, where you pat kind of depends on where that line is. And sometimes you need to have the size nine firmly planted and give you a bit of uh, propulsion forward. And other days you need to have that pat in the shoulder and a hug. And it's there's never a deciding factor of which is which. But being more open, being more open, more heartfelt and more sharing, understanding what someone's going through and empathetic to their needs goes a lot a long way for helping them out in the course of the, their day as a caregiver. So it just goes to lightening that load a little bit again. Lightening the load and just being the sunshine, being the light, being the change. It's all about what you're being and your being is the being that helps someone else. So if we bring that back to your relationship with your daughter, has there always been a time where it's like, I don't want to be that? And how did you get through that? Where you don't want to be joyful, where you don't want to be light? Yeah. It's like, I've just had enough. I just want to sleep or something. Oh, <laughs> seriously, we we went through 16 years of that. How much would you like me to cover? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And... It's just ongoing, and you have to decide, is this going to make me or is this going to break me? Um, mm. Am I going to cower down and be defeated? And let's be honest, there's lots of parents in this situation. There's all kinds of horror stories that we see in the media. There's parents who haven't coped, who have um, done harm to their children. They've committed suicide or mur murder-suicides with their, their children because they have not felt that they've had access to the things that they need. There's people who are depressed, who uh, don't go out in public. They are basically housebound, taking care of their children as a caregiver because they are the end-all and the be-all that keeps the world revolving. And those are the people at the, the moments of borderline desperation and futility that need somebody to reach out to them the most 
and being that joyful being and saying, yeah, I've been there understanding what you're going through. Oh, no, you don't. Well, it's it always gets into the game. Well, I can see you and raise you one. Here's a story that will make yours mm. look calm. And so it, when you are the person that's providing that pat on the back, sometimes it becomes the kick in the butt because it's you're doing this, but you can do more and there are more people to help you and you you can have the courage to do take one more step and i think a lot of that is taking the one more step forward when you think that you can't take any steps at all right that's something i've found is wildly compelling about the human spirit is that so many of us in so many situations have just been able to take that one more step that makes the difference. Awesome. So are, I'm, I'm guessing, because I barely know you, and I certainly don't know your daughter, but she sounds like she's got spot-on timing. So... <laughs> Has she ever pulled you out of those moments uh, with her one-liners? Oh, multiple times. And like I say, it, it, it's it's kind of funny because over the years when she has been had the most health issues, she just will rant and rave. And part of that is from pulling you out of them. She can also pull you down into them with just the things that she says when she's in pain. So... When we were going through the worst times, when she was in the worst pain, you would hear an endless cycle of ranting. Excuse me. Hold on, I have to evac- yeah. evacuate the <laughs> living room. Here. There we go. We're talking about you. Go elsewhere. So she would be a case of you are the worst mother ever. Um, nobody likes you. You have no friends just an endless litany of rants 24 Mm. hours a day that would just wear you down, wear you down, wear you down. And then when you're thinking, I can't do this, I cannot cope with one more of these screaming rants, then when she's feeling better, she'll come over to you and give you a big hug and a kiss and, oh, you're the best mother ever. You're the best mother I could ever possibly have. And you realize that she recognizes what you're going through and she's empathetic to your needs as well and even though she's the cause of it she doesn't necessarily want to be and so those moments Mm. where you've got the joy coming back out where you go yeah you are my child you are the love of my life and it may be rough but we do have those joyful moments and those are the ones that we have to savor savor those moments Here comes it here it comes again. Wow. <laughs> That's fantastic. That's beautiful. Are you cheering up on me over there again? No, I'm not actually. I'm just um I'm extremely grateful to be having this conversation with you. Because it's um it's a very special relationship that the two of you have and that you have with others that can um Bring that out in in more people. So yeah. thank you, thank you. And like so I say, the goal is 
Go ahead. I say the goal is to show other people that you're not alone. There are others who have mm-hmm. gone through the same things or who are going through the same things and are there as a resource for you. Awesome. Love it. Thank you. Um, we're going to take a break now. It's a minute early or something like that, but we're going to do it uh, just so I can sort of wrap my head and get my head caught up to more questions instead of just being stuck here in this yummy space that we're in. <laughs> uh, you're listening to the Open Mic Spotlight here on Inspired Choices Network, and we're here with Darcy Jean Gunlock. Uh, one of our radio show contestants, and we'll be right back after this short break. Do you have something inspiring to say? Would you like a taste of being one of our inspired hosts? Get on the air on the Inspired Choices Network Open Mic Spotlight Show. The Open Mic Spotlight Show is your time to shine and inspire our global audience. Shows air at 9 a.m. on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday each week. Claim your spot today. Simply contact our network owner at info at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. Forget the days of five minutes of fame. Now you can have 55 minutes of fame. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You are listening to the Open Mic Spotlight Show here on Inspired Choices Network. To call in and ask questions, call 815-880-8255 in the U.S. 613-800-8736 in Canada or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. Now back to the show. Welcome back to the Open Mic Spotlight. I'm here today with our guest, uh, Darcy Jean Gundlock, with her proposed show, Above Resilience, here on Inspired Choices Network. And it's Target is to be a resource for parents and caregivers of special needs individuals to be their lighthouse, the light at the end of the tunnel, throwing a life preserver and reassuring them that there is a good life to be lived, one of abundance and joy, just a few steps past survival and resilience. So, Darcy, let's talk about this uh, life of joy and abundance. Uh how did you go about finding it for yourself? How did I go about finding it for myself? It's refinding it for myself, I think, is is the big mm-hmm. phrase. We all know the things that we like, the things that we want to do, um, where we want to head in life. And sometimes we get sidetracked and derailed and think, well, it's not possible. I can't do it now. It's too late. It's too this. It's too that. And it is, again, um, making a decision 
in every minute, every slice of your day that there are other choices and living in that choice. Oh, that whole choice thing. <laughs> so how do um wow, I was gonna say how do you go about making that choice to 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 not wallow and to create something I suppose maybe there just comes a time where you're tired of choosing the wallowing. Did you ever well, have that? Absolutely. There's there's times where it's not that you can't choose wallow. It is there is no one else. You either do it for yourself or it won't get done because there is nobody else to help you. So if I'm a single mom and I'm raising my child and I'm home and I have my own home and I take care of myself, if something is broke, if she's up sick, whatever the issue is, you have to deal with it. And we get too good at giving away our power and thinking that we aren't able to do a lot of things. And part of that choice and living joyfully is to attempt more things, to try to live more joyfully, to try to be more bold, more brazen, more forward, because it's amazing what we can achieve when we just say wallowing is not a choice that I will ever choose at any juncture. Right. And I think one of the things that's come to me is uh, over time is is really just sort of catching myself and going, is this really how I want my day to go? Sometimes it, it, well, it can just be that easy. There's There's a lot to be said for a well-placed temper tantrum. <laughs> um, I I ride horses, and one of the sports that I used to participate in is team cattle penning, where you go down to a herd of cows, and you pick three cows out, and you chase them back to the other end. And my favorite phrase was, to get the cows to run, you would have to yell and whoop and holler at them, you know, basic cowboy style. And I said, there's nothing more therapeutic than going and yelling at three cows and calling it a sport. <laughs> and that was basically... <laughs> you, you have to learn that there's release and there there's times you just have to clear the air. You have to let it out. Mm-hmm. You have to do the things that they get you through the day. And then you regroup and you go, life goes on, next choice. Yeah. I think, oh, it was quite a while ago probably, but there was a show, I think it was one of Christine's shows, uh, Inspired Choices, where she talked about a 10-minute meltdown. And <laughs> you, you allow yourself that 10 minutes to just, like, totally lose it and just gets it out of your system. And then you're like, okay, now what do I do? 10 minutes so, is a double concept. <laughs> I didn't know that you could restrict it to 10 minutes. <laughs> well, that's I think that's all we were allowing ourselves at the time. <laughs> It's like, no, okay, if you want to go there, if you want to go there, you've got 10 minutes to visit, but you're not living there. Well, and it's the, um, everything that we do in life is action and reaction and how we react to a situation. It's like, it's like the old adage. If you really want to know about somebody, um, how do they handle uh, luggage, missing luggage when you're traveling and untangling Christmas lights? So right now I have 1,440 mini Christmas lights on my kitchen counter that don't work and I will make them work. And it's just because I've decided that 
I'm going to fix them. I'm not throwing them all out. So you can have a fit and go, I have an entire pre-lit tree that none of the lights work on and I pulled all of the lights off and I can't figure out which one is broken and doesn't work. You can figure that out. You can make another choice. You can go buy new lights. You can throw a tantrum and complain and whine that the tree you brought, bought doesn't work, but what purpose is that going to serve? The only thing that is productive is to make another choice, fix them, buy new ones, huck them in the garbage, and move on. And that basically is what I want my show to be about, is what you do and how you can keep moving along in your life. Fantastic. So how will you know if your show is made, has made a difference or if you've made a difference with your show? How will you know? Well, basically, our family was raised to be good Samaritans and do good in all ways. And I know I've, as a horse show judge and a, a 4-H public speaking judge, um, I've been a mentor. I've been a big sister in the Big Sisters program. I've done a lot of things and met a lot of people and made constructive comments and criticisms of them over the years. And it's amazing. Um, I've had people come back and, and find and friend me on Facebook, you know, 20 and 30 years after I've seen them last and tell me a comment that I had made had stuck with them and they had remembered it over all of those years. And you're thinking, I don't even remember the episode and I don't remember what it was about, but the words that you say can have such a profound effect on people for so long. And if that, mm-hmm. the the power of the words that we have, we have to make a choice again to make sure those are powerful, that they are empowering, that people are going to remember us um, for those kind words long after we're gone and be able to say that we were the change in their life that they needed. Awesome. So speaking of empowering words, do you have any mantras or guiding words or phrases that you sort of use on a daily basis to keep yourself motivated and moving? Well, I think the um, this too shall pass is is probably the one that um, gets me through the most of the days. Um, of course, the ever handy shit happens because we can't mm-hmm. control situations. And I think probably my favorite one would be um, a generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. And that is my goal is to be refreshing for everyone else. Fantastic. Thank you so much for this time, Darcy. I have enjoyed you completely. Um, if the listeners out there have also enjoyed you, please leave Darcy some messages and listen in. Thank you for listening to the Open Mic Spotlight Radio Show. We will be here Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 8 a.m. Central, 7 a.m. Mountain, and 6 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, continue to create you with joy and inspiration.